Hello listeners, I'm J.D. Hall. Welcome to Urban Legends and Scary Stories, a podcast that discusses a wide range of scary topics such as paranormal encounters, scary stories, and real-life tales of terror. During our last episode, I enjoyed reading a story from my old friend and pseudonym, a man named Shaw Darkmore. I'd like to read another one of his stories for this episode, but it's a very special story because it was based on an actual urban legend of a demon from my childhood. I briefly teased the possibility of telling the urban legend several episodes ago, and I finally decided to bring it up again. Me and my friends used to call the demon It Man, almost like the character from the Stephen King book, a character none of us had ever heard about, and only similar in regard to the terror the demon made us feel. Shaw Darkmore referred to this monster as a shadow demon, not because it was creative, but because it's the actual category of demon It Man actually belongs to. Mr. Darkmore did his research and learned that the urban legends that seemed unique to children are often shared by millions of people. Perhaps it's because the legends are true. Regardless, this is the fictional retelling of the actual urban legend. Perhaps you listeners will be able to spot the creative liberties and determine what I actually claim to be truth. If you enjoy today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the Urban Legends and Scary Stories podcast and follow me on Twitter at ULSS underscore podcast. And before we begin, the story requires an adult content warning. This work contains adult content for those aged 18 or older only. It may contain sexually explicit scenes and or adult themes, violence, and language suitable only for those aged 18 or older. This book is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's wild imagination and or are entirely fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, events or locales, is purely coincidental. And now, on to the short story by Shaw Darkmore, It Man. It Man. That was the name us kids gave him back in elementary school. He used to come around while we were playing and hide in the shadows, watching us waiting for his chance to come and get us. We didn't know exactly what he was, but we knew he wasn't a normal man. He was a shadow, an apparition, a boogeyman. He was darker than the blackness of night and showed up everywhere, looking for children. Children like my friends and me. Even back then, I remember thinking, what if I'm just making this up? What if it man is just make-believe, something an older kid made up to scare us? Yeah, I was thinking that very thought when Jimmy, one of my best friends, fell from a tree. High above, hidden in branches, it man watched. I can still hear the young teacher who gasped at what she saw. What is it? I asked a classmate. He whispered under his breath, it man, he's here. He tried to kill Jimmy by pushing him out of a tree. I watched as a group of teachers gathered around the tree blocking children from getting too close. A few men helped my friend, and the rest were looking up, whispering, pointing. That night, with the incident fresh in my mind, I had a horrible nightmare. 
I woke up still terrified and looked down a dark hallway at an even darker silhouette of a man who was watching me from a distance. I pulled the covers up past my chin, and that was the last movement I made until the sun came up. There were many nights like that. I was a 12-year-old insomniac, constantly horrified by the thought that it man might come and get me when the light went away. The other kids from my neighborhood were scared of it man too, and they attributed anything bad that happened to the existence of that shadowy figure. Joe from school is missing, one of them said. It was true. Joseph Boyce, age 11, not only went missing, his dead body was discovered in the woods three weeks later. Cause? Dehydration. Joe had gone for a hike without telling anyone, and by the time a police officer finally found him, it was too late. The bugs had already started eating him. Joe Boyce's death was a big topic of discussion around our small town, especially for other kids his age. It was it, man. It man got him, some of the kids would say. Don't go into the woods alone, or it man will get you, just like he got that Boyce kid. That was said by an adult to his son, a very convincing way to get a child's attention. With the legend of it man firmly engraved into the psyches of children, it was easy to be afraid. I remember sitting in front of the TV with my parents one night, watching a show about serial killers. On the sidewalk outside the living room, a man walked by. I hope that's not one of those men from this show, my mother laughed and pulled a blanket up to her shoulders. Probably just someone on their way home, my father said, trying to sound reassuring. Maybe it's it, man, I said. Don't be ridiculous, my mother said. But she wasn't laughing anymore. It, man, doesn't exist, she said. She immediately removed herself from the comfort of her chair and blanket to close the blinds. He was at school and pushed Jimmy out of a tree, I said. That's how Jimmy broke his leg. The teachers even saw it. Jimmy slipped and fell, my father said. I don't want to hear you talking about it man anymore. You have nightmares every night because you won't stop talking about him. And he's not real. What about Joe Boyce? I contested. I feel horrible about what happened to that little boy, but it wasn't a demon that killed him. He was lost in the woods without any anything to drink. Okay? I was silent. Okay, son, my father said, pleading with me. Okay. I finally said reluctantly. The following day, I was playing with toy cars and action figures in my bedroom. The thought of it, man, was far from my mind. I had faith in my mother and father, and even though I still had my doubts, I believed them when they said it, man, didn't exist. For that afternoon, I chose to play instead of worry. Hot Wheels and G.I. Joes in hand. I sat on the floor against my bed, pretending to get in high-speed car chases and wild shootouts. Bang, bang, vroom, eek, bang, 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 rat-a-tat-a-tat-a-tat. Lost in play, I turned around to use my bed as a new setting for my pretend car chase. My young vocabulary couldn't find the words to interpret what I saw, but I knew it was something horrible. I rose from the floor, turning toward my bed, and looked over it into the hallway. I saw a shadow along the wall, crawling slowly to my bedroom. It appeared to be only a shadow, but I gasped and held my breath, afraid the sound would attract the attention of the thing. It man moved silently across the wall, inching his way closer and closer to my bedroom door. I had to move, or else he would come and get me.
Fear released me from my frozen trance, and I rushed to my door, slammed it loudly, and ran to cower behind the safety of my bed. I peered over my bed just enough to see over, and saw the door handle wiggle. It twisted and shook, and my heart raced. Several seconds went by, and I thought they would go on forever. The door inched forward with a low squeak. It opened all the way, resting against the adjacent wall. Mom? I asked and hoped. Nothing. Mom? I screamed. My mother came rushing into the room. What is it? What's wrong? I breathed heavily, and the words almost didn't come. Finally, I forced them into a sentence. Hitman is here, in this room. She stiffened at once. Oh, honey, Hitman doesn't exist. He does, Mom. He does, and he's here. My mom looked around the room, and her expression didn't comfort me in the slightest. She was looking for someone, and I saw in her eyes that she knew I was right. Don't talk him about, about him anymore. Don't bring him into the house. My mother gave me a harsh glance and left the room. That night, I lay in bed with the lights on. My father came into my room and said, Time for bed, son. Can I leave the light on, please? It won't help. He looked around the room, almost as my mother had done, except my father's glance was quicker. He didn't want me to notice. There's nothing in here. You're okay. Everything is okay. He nodded in my general direction and turned out the lights. I stared into the long, narrow hallway for several minutes, after my father and mother went away to their room at the other end of the house. I knew right away that I should have asked my dad to shut my door, but it was too late. I struggled to keep my eyes open, but I was terrified. I was even too scared to get out of bed, even for one moment, to shut the door myself. Then, it was too late. At the end of the hall, a figure emerged. I saw it, man. He moved with the patience of eternity. Finally, in full view after what must have been 20 minutes of endless waiting, he stood at the end of the hallway, legs apart, and arms slightly away from his body. I couldn't see his face, but I knew he was looking at me. I could hear my own breathing, slow and steady, just as I had practiced. In, out, in, out. My breathing stood in sharp contrast to the speed of my heart, but maybe he wouldn't notice me as long as I was quiet. I'm sure another ten minutes passed as I lay in bed and watched It Man. He had stopped moving, but his presence was a constant reminder of the danger I was in. What would be the price? My life? My soul? In, out, in, out, in, out, in. It, man? He took a step forward. I gasped and pulled my legs close so he wouldn't grab my feet. It was a foolish gesture since it, man, wasn't even in my room yet, much less in my bed. I thought I might have put his body into motion just by saying his name. I watched in horror as he took a second, sudden step in my direction, then a third, and a fourth. He was at the threshold to my room. I could see his shape vividly, despite the darkness. I heard a low growl and saw It Man move to the floor. I use the word move because It Man did not drop. I'm not sure there's a word to describe the exact motion he made, 
but if there were a single word to describe what he did, I would have to say that he morphed to the floor. It was like watching a stop animation cartoon where the character fades in and out, reappearing at different stages of progression. When he disappeared from my sight, I felt a brief moment of relief. I quickly realized, however, that I shouldn't be I should be even more afraid now that I couldn't keep track of Itman's location within my room. He could be anywhere. He could have morphed right next to me for all I knew. The thought that he could be so close terrified me. It was more terrifying than seeing Itman enter my room. It was more terrifying than watching him crawl up the long hallway in the middle of the bright day where his shape was so visible along the wall. It was the most terrifying moment of my life. Almost. Actually, it was third. The second most terrifying moment of my life was the moment I summoned enough courage to turn my head. When I did, I saw It Man close. His face was mostly featureless, but he had a mouth that blew rancid death breath into my nose. There were no teeth in his mouth, none that I could see anyway. His eyes seemed to blink, but it was hard to tell. There in the darkness, looking into his eyes, was like looking into the very definition of soulless. They were nothing but darkness, with black marbles that seemed to protrude at and point. The two black marbles were pointing at me. I felt like screaming, but I didn't. I don't think I would have been able to gather enough breath to utter more than just a few words. Please go away, I said to the face. It man growled, and I saw a dark hand rise from beneath my bed. It landed on my bed, and I felt it hit. Had he turned from shadow to reality? I didn't want to find out. His other hand grabbed my bed, and it man pushed himself up leaning in over top of me. I thought, maybe this is what dying feel, feels like. It was a powerful darkness that consumed the normal darkness. It was a strong emotion for a kid. But there were many kids in my neighborhood that dealt with the powerful darkness known as it, man. I felt in that moment that it would be the moment of my death, that it, man, would cover me up and I would die. I would smother in his concentrated darkness. Perhaps it would be more like drowning instead of smothering. It didn't matter because the result would be the same. I would be gone. A light switched on in the hallway and flooded my bedroom. Immediately, it man was gone. It happened so fast that I didn't have time to think about being rescued. In my mind, it was still I was still seconds away from death, fearful and curious about what the experience would be like. Honey, are you okay? My mom asked. No, I'm not, I said. My mom said something else, but I didn't hear her. I was too busy looking around my room. I was looking for traces of it, man. Looking for places he might be hiding. Perhaps, subconsciously, I was even a little upset that my life hadn't ended, and I would have to continue being afraid. When my gaze went back to my bedroom door, I saw my mother staring at me, expectantly. What? I asked. You didn't hear a thing I just said, did you? I said that I thought I heard you say something a while ago. Of course I knew what my mom's reaction would be if I told her the truth. She would tell me everything was okay and that I should just try to go back to sleep. I rolled over in my bed, my mother still standing at the door, and I closed my eyes. 
Don't turn off the lights, I said. But honey, there's nothing. I said don't. I heard the door shut and the lights were still on. I eventually fell asleep, but the sleep wasn't restful. It was plagued with nightmares. I woke up the next morning to the smell of frying bacon. I was thankful that it was time to get out of bed and got up feeling unfocused and disoriented. I sauntered into the kitchen and saw my mother cracking eggs and dropping them into a skillet. My father was sitting at the dining room table with his fingers laced together against his chin. When he saw me, he put his hands down and looked away. He looked different, thoughtful. Ready for breakfast, hon? My mother asked. I'm not hungry, I said, and sat at the dining room table across from my father. My eyes, still blurry from the night before, were studying my father's odd behavior and trying to make sense of his movements. You should try to eat something, Mom said. I'm not hungry, I repeated. My dad, whose gaze had been avoiding mine, finally looked at me. How was your night, son? He said. It man came into my room, I said. He walked down the hallway, came into my room, and crawled over to my bed. He was standing right over top of me, but he left when Mom turned on the lights. Oh dear, Mom said. You know that it man is just an urban legend. She shook her head. He's not real. I looked at her and felt a sudden sadness. If I couldn't talk to my own parents about it, man, who could I talk to? That's not true, Dad said suddenly. I was shocked and thought I'd heard him wrong. What? I asked. It, man, is real, he said. Stop that, Mom said. You shouldn't talk to him about that thing. You're only going to make things worse. Can't you see that things are already out of hand? It man almost took him away from us. And you want to keep pretending everything is fine? Mom turned the, uh, turned the eyes of the stove off and removed the frying pans. I'm not going to stay here and listen to this. I'm not comfortable with it. She took long steps forward to the back porch, but stopped at the door and turned around. I don't mean to act like this, she said. In a way, I know you're right. It scares me, that's all. She stole a brief glance in my direction and stepped outside. Was this really happening? Maybe I was still asleep. What's going on, Dad? I asked. Your mother told me that you were still seeing that thing, and I've been debating with myself about whether or not to come clean, he said. Come clean about what? About what we did. Dad rubbed his eyes and took a deep breath. We made a horrible mistake when we were younger, and now you kids are paying for it. Who, Dad? Who made what mistake? There was a group of us, when we were all still teenagers, who wanted to cast a spell from a book about witchcraft. It was all just a game to us. We never thought anything would come of it, not in a million years. But something did happen, didn't it, Dad? Yes, son, something horrible. I found the book at a novelty shop and bought it. I thought it would be an interesting thing to show off to my friends. It had some of the craziest pictures I'd ever seen, and I knew my friends would get a kick out of it. They did, and then one of my friends suggested trying a spell. Which one of your friends wanted to try the spell? It was your mom, he said bluntly. Back then, we were just starting to date, and I wanted her to like me. So I went along with it. After all, I didn't think it would really do anything. Mom? We were different people back then. We were still young and naive. The complexities of the world didn't mean much to us, 
and we weren't afraid of anything. To us, performing a ritual from a handbook about witchcraft was just a cheap way to spend an afternoon. One night, we went to a drive-in movie, and the next night, we were casting a spell. It was all supposed to be fake. The ritual you performed, I said. It was supposed to release it, man? Dad nodded. Your mom found the spell. We performed the ritual with a bunch of our friends exactly as the book described. It was just a stupid game, but it released that monster you kids call it, man. The book described it as a shadow demon. It feeds off fear. The more fear, the stronger the demon becomes. That's why we've been trying to convince you that it's not real. We thought that if we convinced you it wasn't real, then maybe it would leave you alone. It hasn't been working, though, because you kids are too smart. You believe what you can see. You and Mom are responsible for it, man? I asked. Dad was thumping the table with his fists, a reaction he usually had during stressful situations. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just teenagers. I sat there thinking and trying to find the right questions to ask. If Mom and Dad were were responsible for releasing it, man, then maybe they could help send him back to wherever he came from. Why does it man come after the kids at my school? I asked. That's another part of the story. After we released the shadow demon, it started haunting us. It would show up at night and terrify us. Then it started showing up during the day, something we didn't think was possible. Our friends were being visited by the demon too. We had released that monster to the entire neighborhood. What did you do? We did the only thing we could think of. We found another spell to get rid of him. Dad, I need that spell. It's the answer to my problems. If I could, I can't help you do that, son. I don't want you to have to go through what I went through. The hopeful feeling building in my chest started to dissolve. What do you mean? I asked. The spell that gets rid of the demon is a dangerous one. First, it summons the demon in its most potent physical form. If you can stay calm enough, you can beat it. If you get too scared, it gets you. It gets you. The phrase repeated itself in my head. Just like the urban legend at school, it gets you. Gets you. Gets you. Even if you manage to get rid of the demon, Dad continued, it goes somewhere else. Somewhere it can still feed on fear. That's why I don't want you performing the spell. If you're afraid, it man will take you away. I know how terrified you are of this thing, and I don't want you I don't want to risk losing you. Why don't you do it then? I asked. Do the spell for me. Because I'm not the one he's after right now. He's after you and the other kids in this neighborhood. He suddenly pounded a fist against the table. Damn it, I wish I could do something. After all, I'm the reason you kids are being tormented now. I thought about what my dad meant and realized that he had gotten rid of it, of it man, by trans- transferring him to the younger kids in the neighborhood. Dad, did you mean to cause it man to start following the younger kids? I asked. No, of course not. I didn't know it would start following you, he said, and I thought he was going to break down and cry. That, or start yelling, I had never seen my dad behave in such a passionate way, and had never seen him react in that way ever again to this day. I wanted to find out more, but I couldn't let my dad know that I was planning to do the ritual despite his warnings. When I asked my question, I had to make it about him, as if I was only interested to learn more about the events that led to the, led to the present day. What happened when you sent him away? I asked, trying to sound curious. Your mom begged me. 
Please, please do the spell to make him go away. She was too afraid to do it herself. She was so terrified that the demon started to get stronger by feeding on her fear. It used to love following your mom around day or night. To this day, she still can't stand to hear things about him. So I got the book and found the spell. The spell didn't have a name, but there was a description. It said to remove the demon and send it away to a different source where it may acquire the necessary energy for fear. It was wordy and vague, but it was what I needed. I waited until night because the spell requires night. I was alone because for the spell to work, I had to be alone. I sat in the middle of my floor surrounded by five candles. That was another part of the ritual. I said the spell and waited for the shadow demon to show up. At this point in the story, my dad stopped talking. I heard him breathe heavily and watched him as he stared down the door. I couldn't tell if his eyes were closed or not because his back was still turned toward me and his face was only partially turned so that I could hear him when he spoke. I survived, he said. After that, I tried not to think too much about it. The shadow demon stopped showing up, and all the kids my age were happy. The younger kids started talking about It Man, and I eventually learned that It Man was the name they had given to the shadow demon. It bothered me because I was responsible, but it was out of my hands by then. I got out of my chair and walked over to my dad. He didn't look at me. Dad, you have to help me, I said. After hearing the story, I knew that I would need my dad's help. There was only silence. Dad, I know you don't want me to risk my life, but it man almost got me last night. I don't know what will happen if he finally does get me, and I don't want to know. You don't want you don't want that to happen, do you? Finally, my dad made eye contact with me. I think I'm responsible for Joseph Boyce's death, he said and I saw tears streaming down his face. I held my arms out, and Dad reached out and hugged me. I think you can do it, son, but I'm worried about your mother, he said. What about me? Mom asked. She'd come back in, but we hadn't noticed. My dad loosened his grip on me and wiped the wetness from his eyes. I was just saying that I knew you wouldn't want him to perform the ritual that gets rid of the demon, he said. But the sincerity had left his voice. He was lying. He was hiding, hiding something from her. Why on earth are you even talking about that? She asked. The least we can do is tell him the entire truth, Dad said. We've lied to him long enough. Mom looked at me, and her eyes locked onto mine. I don't want you even thinking about using that spell. I won't, I lied. While my mom was still staring holes into me, I looked behind her and saw Dad giving me his own serious stare. He was nodding his head slowly, as if to say, You're doing the spell, son. Tonight, you're doing the spell. It was afternoon when Dad went down to the basement. Mom had gone out to work in the garden. Of course, she had forbid either me or my dad from ever mentioning It Man again. We didn't. When Mom stepped outside... Dad looked at me, and he put his newspaper down. He walked through the kitchen, opened the basement door, and walked down the steps. I heard him shuffling boxes around, and eventually I heard his footsteps on the stairs again. He emerged from the basement with a book. The book. He set it down on the table in front of me. He tapped the book lightly and spoke in short bursts that indicated the severity of his words. Don't tell your mother. 
His point made, he went back to the living room, picked up his newspaper, and sat down to read. I took the book and walked to my room. Once there, I closed the door and locked it behind me. I flipped through the pages and saw the strange drawings that my dad had mentioned. I saw a page that showed the dark figure of a man. It man, I thought. I flipped through the next few pages and saw the description my dad had mentioned. To remove the shadow demon and send it away to a different source where it may acquire the necessary energy of fear. The page depicted the same figure, but it appeared to be moving away from a drawing of a normal person, possibly a child. This is it, I said. I spent the evening figuring out what I would need to do. I memorized the spell, which was just a couple phrases in a foreign language I knew nothing about, prepared the candles, and waited. By the time night came, I was ready. At least, I hoped I was ready. The hardest part of the spell would be confronting it man. The book said that I had to remain calm or else the spell wouldn't work, and the shadow demon would be set free. I wasn't exactly sure what set free meant in this context, but I knew it wasn't good. I pulled five candles from my dresser and placed them on the floor. I lit them with a pack of matches I had stolen from the kitchen. I turned off my room lights and sat in the middle of the circle of candles. Actually, it was a pentagram of candles. I sat there with my eyes closed, trying to mentally prepare myself for what was about to happen. I didn't want to do it. I was terrified of what could happen. However, I knew that I had to do it if I wanted It Man to stop tormenting me and all the other kids in my neighborhood. I didn't know where It Man would go if I completed the spell successfully, but I rationalized my decision to send him away by telling myself that I'd had, I'd had my turn at being scared. It was somebody else's turn. I exhaled deeply and started the chant. I will not repeat the words here. As the words flowed from my mouth, darkness seeped into my bedroom. It was the darkness of the shadow demon, a darkness that cannot be described, only experienced. I was close to the end of the chant. What was just a few quick phrases transformed and stretched, lasting longer than I could have imagined. I heard the words coming from my mouth, but the voice sounded like it belonged to someone else, someone from a different world. Somewhere within the recital of the spell, I vaguely noticed a familiar voice. It was my mom, and she was standing outside of my locked door. I couldn't stop the spell. It had taken over my body, and I was no longer in control. What are you doing? I heard my mom ask. Oh God, oh no, oh no, she screamed. It was too late. The events transpiring in the physical world no longer mattered. Everything existed in the realm of shadows. I was shadow, and he was shadow. He was everything I feared, come to life. All the darkness, all the illusions of the physical world had hid the true nature of his horrible evil. Now, in the presence of the king of shadows, I felt the true nature of terror. This was the most terrifying moment of my life. My thoughts turned to a bizarre delirium I saw It Man, the shadow demon, and his sickness dripped and spread throughout the environment like thick exhaust. It reached out to me like a loving child begging to be held. It's all going to be okay, I tried to tell myself. Don't be afraid and you'll be okay. Was that true? There in such a faraway place, 
dimensions away from my familiar home? I couldn't be sure. Maybe confronting it man will be the last experience of my life. The last experience of my life, I thought. Then it will be over. Although the thought might seem extreme to some, it was comforting to me. I had lived in fear of it man for so long that I wished to be away from him one way or another. Suddenly the shadows didn't seem so dark, and the power they wielded over me didn't seem so strong. I stared into the void that I called it man and dared him to take me. I challenged him to, to make my life more miserable than he already had. I wasn't afraid, and he knew I wasn't afraid. It man turned away, and my mind began to clear. I was in my room, and I knew I had won. I had faced my fear. The haze of that horrible realm where it man lived was now fading from memory. Open this door, I heard mom say. I unlocked the door, and she stepped inside, immediately flipping the switch to turn the lights on. She looked at the candles and the book, still placed in the middle of my room. Do you know how much danger you put yourself in? Did it work? My dad asked and came into my room. Mom turned toward him and shoved him against the wall. You're the reason he has that book. You gave it to him? That's right. I wanted him to have the same chance that we had. He could have been killed if I... My mother became quiet. She was staring at something. I didn't see anything, but I thought I knew what it was. He's here, isn't he, Mom? I saw the expression on Dad's face change, and I knew that he was starting to understand. I tried to keep you from knowing, he said to Mom. I thought, maybe if she doesn't know that our son is sending the demon away to find someone else to feed on, then maybe you would be okay. It didn't work, though. You were too afraid, and you were too intent on keeping our son terrified as long as it meant you wouldn't have to be the one. Well, now he's back, and he's feeding on your fear. You mean you can't see him? Mom asked. Her voice was shaky. Why can't you see him? Weren't you afraid? Of course I was afraid. I was afraid for our son and what he might have to go through. I was afraid that you would find out and that your fear would cause the demon to go after you. I haven't been afraid of the shadow demon since I got rid of him the same way our son got rid of him tonight. This isn't fair, Mom said. She got down on her hands and knees and started to, started to cry. Dad and I both tried to console her, but she refused to let us touch her. I've already been through this before. I shouldn't have to do it again. He's going to get me this time. I just know it. It man is going to get me, she wailed. Mom never was the same after that night. Dad and I tried to help her the best that we could, but she refused to face her own fears. We even brought up the possibility that she could use the spell. She wouldn't even let us finish the thought before telling telling us that it was simply out of the question. It makes me sad to know that she lives in constant fear. The good news is that the children in my neighborhood are a lot happier now that It Man is out of their lives. I'd like to tell them the story about how I got rid of him and tell them that he's something called a shadow demon. I'd tell them, except they wouldn't believe me. Nobody would. Dad put the spell book back in storage. I think he hopes Mom will change her mind about using the spell. Then again, we don't know where It Man would go to get his source of fear. Dad and I aren't afraid of It Man anymore, and neither are the rest of the neighborhood kids. If It Man stays with Mom, he should have enough fear to keep him satisfied. That must be his plan, because Mom still hasn't been taken away. It Man still hasn't 
got her. At least, not yet. I hope you enjoyed the story of It Man and didn't mind me stumbling over a few words here and there. I'm not a professional narrator, but I do my best. If you did enjoy today's story, please subscribe to the Urban Legends and Scary Stories podcast to hear similar content. You can also follow me on Twitter at ULSS underscore podcast, where you can share your own thoughts and opinions about our stories and topics. If you're an author and would like to promote your own stories, please let me know. I currently don't charge a fee to promote authors from the online writing community. Instead, I rely on partnerships and mutual promotions to build my own audience. I would love to hear from writers and storytellers who create content my audience would enjoy, or perhaps you have a real ghost story or urban legend to share. If so, please reach out and let me know. Until next time, check your locks and don't go out alone. I'm J.D. Hall, and this has been Urban Legends and scary stories.